0: morelikeradio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. (laughs) I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink... Always drink! I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin?
1: We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume, and he only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me towards the end of the night when he was drinking more. Man, he, he, was, he was right there with us, talking a mile a minute.
0: Alcohol
1: by volume? Oh, I'm actually kind of drunk.
0: Alcohol by volume? Awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show because by hour two he's blazed. I oh, bet. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin's some stupid. He's oh, a weird spice. Polish last day there. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol, my body. Alcohol, my body. I shove have- alcohol
1: in my butthole. That's not it?
0: Nothing to do with butthole.
1: I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like drinking a vitamin, kind of thing, right?
0: So you're blaming the drunkard. Yes, I'm blaming
1: the MLR drunkard, Kevin. Party Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Drink a barf, drunkie! And good evening, everybody. Back live this week on Alcohol by Volume, episode number 81. It's Tuesday, September 9th, 2014. I am your wonderful host, Kevin. If you are listening live, you can join the chat at slash live. If you're listening via podcast, you can always check me out live every Tuesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you'd like to Skype in at any time during the show, it's Alcohol by Volume, all one word and the phone number is 862-345-7125. So, uh sorry I missed out last week. Uh I had some kind of time sensitive pressing video work that I had to do. So, uh got that over with. Um and uh hey everybody in the chat. I see uh let's see what we got Roy Black on crack. We got Kitty in the chat in all caps no less, which is kind of different, but okay. Um so yeah, uh, sorry I missed last week, but it means I should hopefully have enough material to stumble through the show today. Uh, let's see beers that I got over the past couple weeks. I, I've, I've been tearing through shit in my fridge. I finally, fig- I finally finished the Sam Adams uh, Latitude Forty Eight deconstructed pack. Uh, when I was out buying some other stuff for the show, I finally found a uh, a ghost, and it was a bottle of the original Leipziger Ghost. Uh, it cost like five ninety nine for an 11.2 ounce bottle, but it was totally worth it to try considering I have not found any other of the style out here. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I think I'm getting sick, which means I need to kill it with beer. Uh, so that Leipziger Gosa, uh, the saltiness was nice. It was subtle. Just the right amount of tartness at the end of it. Uh, very, very good style. I-, I can't wait for the Hop and Frog Uh, variety to uh, show up Um, I I know it's supposed to release within the next couple months so I'm going to be looking around for that hopefully at a more affordable price point for me also grabbed uh, this was completely random a bottle of uh, Hirachino sweet stout on an impulse, it was okay Um, not really a favorite for me it had a very nutty quality to it that I wasn't expecting and then uh, this past Saturday I just randomly I decided to just type liquor store into Google to see if it would find anything near me that I hadn't seen before, see the Google ratings on it and everything. Because there there are there are a lot of liquor stores around me. But a lot of them are really, really shitty. And they're the kind of stuff where the most craft you might find is Sierra Nevada or Sam Adams, and that's about it. But this past Saturday, that Google search actually yielded a really good result. It's a liquor store maybe 25 minutes away from me. I had never been to the Google results on it were great. The ratings and everything, because people were saying it was a great craft beer destination. Now I've heard that before with certain stores. In fact, there's one um, down the street from me that says like, um, you know, our towns craft beer destination. And they maybe have two coolers of craft and everything else is, you know, Budweiser and shit. So, and plus on their, on their banner, that says Craft Beer Destination. I think they have uh, Leinenkugels on there. So, yeah. (coughs) But anyway, this place, um, fuck, what that, I'm trying to remember the name of it now. It's in uh, Boonton, New Jersey. I want to say it's like um, Liquor and Wine Outlet. It's a very nondescript name, but the selection was phenomenal. Oh, and uh, welcome to the chat, Siobhan, too. I see you in there now. Apparently changed your username, I'm guessing. (laughs) But uh, they had a lot of German beers, a lot of Belgian beers, a lot of Italian beers I'd never seen before. Yeah, I think Punchy would be interested in that because I know a long time back he was asking about Italian beers. And this place has an amazing selection. I was very surprised. I picked up a couple German ones from, and this is apparently the name of the brewer, Professor Fritz Briem. One was a Berliner Weiss, and the other was a Grodziski, and it was actually tagged as a sour smoked wheat ale. So I can't wait to try that. I, I actually haven't opened either of them yet, but a sour smoked beer, that is a new one for me. So looking forward to cracking that open. In addition to that, I mean, I, I spent 50 bucks at this place. So it, it was kind of bad, and I, I didn't really get a ridiculous amount either for my 50 bucks. Um... I grabbed a bottle of Somerset Wild from the Wild Beer Company out of the U.K. I had never heard of them before, but they had a few different sours there. Um, and then I got a varied assortment of pumpkin beers in their Build a Six selection. I got uh, Harpoon UFO Pumpkin, Dogfish Head Pumpkin, um, Sakani Creek Maple Mistress. That one's interesting because it's technically butternut squash with maple syrup and spices added. I'll I'll get back to that one in a minute. Uh, Magic Hat Wilhelm Scream and DuClaw's 31 Spiced Pumpkin Ale. And then uh, as a non a couple non pumpkin beers I got I got uh Dominion's Candy Belgian Triple, part of their Pinup series. I'd had never had that before. And uh had that it was either last night or the night before and I'm not a big big fan of triples these days but it, that one was actually pretty decent. I mean it it you know was a good example of the style. And then uh one that I have talked about on the show before I've had it festivals, never had it in a bottle, because I've never been able to find it in stores, Kelpie Seaweed Ale. Uh, and then uh, on a whim, I saw Sly Fox Black Raspberry Reserve, and I figured, why the hell not? But to go back to that Sakani Creek Maple Mistress, that, that was one I had seen in stores recently, maybe for the past few weeks. I believe they offer that one in a four-pack, and I was iffy on actually buying it. I wanted to see if I could find an individual bottle of it. Did at this store. Had it again, not sure if it was last night or the night before. Everything blends together after a while. And it was it was really good that the butternut squash has a slightly slightly different flavor, but the spices and the maple syrup really came through with it. And it's technically they labeled it as an imperial pumpkin imperial pumpkin ale or an imperial pumpkin stout. That I'm trying to actually remember that now. Uh, let me see if I can get my uh, beer advocate up here and give you guys the proper information on this one. Um, of course, helps if I can actually type words. Maple Mistress. Uh, Captain Pumpkins, Maple Mistress Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Okay, yeah, so it's not a stout. And it's just listed as pumpkin ale, even though it is technically butternut squash. But uh, rated pretty well on Beer Advocate, too. It's got an 88 uh, Beer Advocate score. So if, if you get Sakani Creek in your area, it's a nice nice change from some of the other pumpkin beers out there. Like the other ones I had, the Magic Hat, the Dew Claw, uh, even the Harpoon, the Dogfish Head, it gets to the point, what more can you say about different pumpkin beers un- unless they really, really stand out? And there are very, very few that really stand out for me anymore. One of them is uh, Shipyard Smash Pumpkin. That one will always stand out. Southern Tears Pumpkin, that one will always stand out. And then, one that I had last year that kind of threw me for a loop because I didn't know what to expect from from it, and I'm completely forgetting the name of it. But it was from Evil Genius. Um, let me look that one up too, see if I can find uh, Evil Genius Pumpkin, because there was a little bit something different to it. Um, let's see, was it Pumpkinstein? No, because Pumpkinstein is their straight up one. This one, it was, it's a chocolate pumpkin porter uh, hell if I can remember the name of it, chocolate pumpkin porter evil genius, in fact, I think at one point I got a growler of that, uh, what the fuck is it called, oh, pumpkin patch, okay, that's simple, but yeah, chocolate pumpkin porter, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that one popping out again, um, but again, it, there, there's not much you can say about the, the different, um, uh, the different pumpkin beers any anymore. They they all really tend to blend together now. <clears> on <throat> ah, Roy Black on Crack says he finally found a liquor store that has built a six pack. Only it's six beer. What six beers for? Oh, six beers for the price of five. What? <laughs> Accidentally bought a cider and two of the same beers. Oh, well. Don't go there when drunk, then, dude. Uh, Shaban says uh, Southern Tears is a good IPA. You know, I strangely I have not had Southern Tears IPA yet. I really need to do that at some point. Um, oh, wait, you mean Imperial Pumpkin. Never mind, Imperial Pumpkin. Yeah, because um, you got the... See, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing acronyms, and I'm confusing myself. God damn it. Um, But yeah, but Pumpkin is phenomenal, and then the other one is uh, Warlock. Warlock is good. That yeah, is, it That one is definitely good. And I haven't had either of those this season. I got to pick those up. I keep meaning to pick up a bottle of Pumpkin, and I was actually going to do that at this liquor store and didn't because I found everything else, and I figured buying fifty dollars, well, you know, adding another six bucks to it, it might have been a little bit, a uh, little bit overkill. But like I said, I burned through a lot of my beer this weekend. Uh, all those pumpkin ones, I've, I've killed off those. And uh, if you want, you can see more details regarding them on the ABV beer, yeah, ABV beer tasting list at beer tasting. I actually have been adding a shitload of stuff there, and. Uh, the place was just overwhelming due to <laughs> due to due, due to a lot of items that I hadn't seen before, and just brewers that I had no idea who they held it who the hell they were. Uh, a lot of, a lot of Belgian ones. There were uh, a pretty good selection of Trappist beers. Uh, a lot of German stuff I had never seen before. The, the The Italian stuff I had no idea what the hell most of that was. But thankfully, this was a place that. had a lot of tags beneath their beers so even if you saw the name and the style on the bottle they'd give you a little bit more of a crib sheet as to what the taste of the beer is going to be it's another thing i like about this place whereas a lot of other places here they'll have a tag beneath it saying oh this is a 98 on beer advocate well that's not helping me with shit so i'm going to be going back to this place again at some point and this was a, it was a nice cure for that beer fatigue I'd been feeling at a lot of the other shops I frequent. And this, like I said, it's only twenty five minutes away from my house, <laughs> and um, actually even closer to my work, so it's pretty nice. Um, let's see, what else did I do this weekend? I ran a five k on uh, Sunday. Had my best time ever. I placed first in my age group. Uh, I placed fifth overall ran it in, was it 2140? Averaged a seven minute mile. So that completely, I mean, look, look at me, look at me, the drinking piece of shit of, that I am. And I can still manage to do that. I can be a healthy beer drinker. So it's a, it's a myth. Just because you drink beer doesn't mean you have to be a piece of shit. Well, you know, usually it's the case, but. But so that was that was a that was a nice uh, workout for me and my lungs nearly imploding after the run. I know I've talked about kickstarters for brewery startups in the past about how they've gotten a bit too kind of plentiful and unproven out there. I mean, I, it's one thing if you have someone that say you know was a former higher up at Rogue or southern tier or something like that and they want to branch off and start their own brand and start their own brewery or start their own brew pub or something like that okay they have a pedigree behind them but i worry when you have these ones pop up out there that you don't know who the fuck these people are at all (coughs) well i did throw some support behind one over the weekend but there's there's a connection to it it's called Ale Republic, the capital of beer democracy. It's described on Kickstarter as follows. Homegrown in uh, Albuquerque's dynamic beer scene, Ale Republic is a pub and brewery in which you can vote on and brew what you want to drink. Now, I didn't just come across this randomly. It was brought to my attention by a good friend who actually works for the company that this guy, the Kickstarter guy, his grandparents own. So I figured why the hell not You know, throw a little support his way. And he actually hit his twenty-five thousand dollar goal on Sunday, so I'm kind of excited to see where this goes. Even though I may never actually get to Albuquerque to see the fruits of his labor, but as of right now, he's got three hundred eleven backers. Um, and actually, I think yeah, the the project ended funding uh, seventeen hours ago. But I guess they're still, I guess they're still, are they still able to take pledges? I'm not sure. I don't know. How- Kickstarter works necessarily, but he hit um almost twenty nine thousand with uh three hundred and eleven backers. So he he hit his mark. Um it's been featured um in some different publications. Uh Albuquerque beer says the Ale Republic is looking to create a paradigm shift in the way uh and I guess uh, natives of Albuquerque are Berquenos, uh view microbreweries and will be Albuquerque's only beer co-op. Dark Side Brew Crew out of Albuquerque. An interactive learning environment for beer drinkers is something the state could always use. We wish them a lot of luck. And then local local IQ, I guess. Okay. Uh, A home for 30-plus taps of New Mexico's seasonal and experimental beers as well as unique house beers brewed on a state-of-the-art small batch system. Basically, this guy, it seems like he's really already got the foundation going. And is more trying to build on it. Um, Let's see. uh, The brewery, our small-scale pilot brewing system will be available for anyone to come use. Are you interested in brewing but haven't started? Do you hate having to store all the bulky brewing equipment in your already crowded garage? So you will be able to brew beer there. there. Um, There's going to be a pub going, um, 30 taps of rotating specialty beers. Um there's going to be an app tied into it so you can vote on stuff to be brewed next. So it, it is, it is a very, um, I w I wouldn't say in touch with social media necessarily, but it is, a, it, it is a community driven pub and uh, brew pub, you know, a, a community driven brew pub. That's pretty much what I'm getting at there. Um, So if anybody's curious to check it out, uh, like I said, some of the features he's planning look pretty neat. Uh, Let me scroll down and see if there's anything else. There will be education components there. We can learn more about the specifics of brewing and tasting beer. Um, They've set up an online video series of beer shorts and seminars in the pub. Um, There were a lot of different levels of rewards. I I basically did you know, so I could get a t-shirt because I know I'm never going to make my way down there. Uh, but if anybody wants to check it out it uh, if you look up ale Republic the capital of beer democracy on Kickstarter and you know I'm not asking you to donate because he's already hit his goal but just you know check it out and shit if you listen to my show and you're in the Albuquerque area um, you know see how this see how this guy gets his stuff going <coughs> God damn it I'm serious it, I, I, I've got to be getting sick somehow mm. okay. So, the topic for today. I think I kind of teased it two weeks ago. And ooh, little Matt in the chat with uh, beer shorts, uh, self-adjusting waste for extra storage needs. Is that calling us uh, fat? Uh, built-in beer coosies keep your beers cold. Shorts technology keeps your legs cool. No, of course, you know. Actually, no. That 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 would work with bottles, I suppose. Um, god damn it the fuck did I just do with my Sharpie? Yes, I twirl Sharpies around while I do the show here. And I'm dropping them on the floor now. Son of a bitch! Ah. Okay. But I I teased this a couple weeks ago, and I also mentioned it on Facebook and Twitter. The topic for the week, gluten-free beers, uh, more or less all about them, and are they really worth it? Now, what I did, I bought six different gluten-free beers, one of the places I go to has a decent gluten-free selection in their Build a Six Pack uh, area. I drank four of them over the course of well, actually, it wasn't over the course of the yeah, a little back yeah. Call call me Marianne. I know, I know. Sharpie in honor of her. Um, but I actually, I think I drank actually, I think I drank them this weekend. Didn't drink any last week. So I drank them, uh, four of them, logged their strengths, weaknesses, etc. And I'm drinking the last two tonight. I'm about halfway through the uh, first one that I cracked open. These two that I'm drinking tonight are both from Glutenberg. But um, and I, this may actually be a, I don't know if he listens or not, but this may be a relevant topic for Rorschach from It's All About Me Saturdays from 12 to 2 here on More Like Radio, who thinks he may have an undiagnosed gluten sensitivity or you know something he's he has said he is allergic to beer and it could be the gluten and if that's the case uh these might actually be some interesting choices for him some of them some of them are okay some of them are fucking garbage but before i get into the uh kind of going through the ones that i had for those that don't know the particulars of what a gluten-free diet encompasses, um, it's from Wikipedia. Gluten-free diet is a diet that excludes gluten. Oh no, shit! A protein composite found in wheat and related grains, including barley and rye, it causes health problems in sufferers of celiac disease, non-celiac gluten sensitivity, and some cases of wheat allergy. Some people believe there are health benefits to gluten-free eating for the general population, but there is no published experimental evidence to support such claims. For those diagnosed with celiac disease, eating gluten-free is following an undisputed medical directive. So celiac disease is an autoimmune disease attacking the small intestine due to the presence of gluten, for which a gluten-free diet is the only medically accepted treatment. Now, obviously, I know there are fad diets where you know people are just excluding gluten from their diet i know for instance um punchy likes to limit his gluten and i i don't begrudge him for that i i actually kind of tried to i i did that for a bit too and kind of saw how far i could get with it what different things i could make with it there was one point i made a uh pizza crust out of and this sounds bizarre out of cauliflower and it worked it you grind up the cauliflower and you kind of are able to mash it together and bake it it actually turns out pretty good But we're not talking about gluten-free food. We're talking about gluten-free beer. So, again, from Wikipedia, gluten-free beer is made from ingredients that do not contain, and I'm going to fuck up. Actually, no, I'm not going to fuck up this word. Glycoproteins, um, which is gluten. People who have gluten intolerance, including celiac disease and dermatitis uh, herpetiformis sufferers, herpes, what, have a reaction to certain proteins in the grains commonly used to make beer, barley, and wheat. Um, the hordein or hordean found in barley and the gliadin found in wheat are types of gluten that can trigger symptoms and sufferers of these diseases. Gluten-free beer is part of a gluten-free diet, uh, and like I said, it, 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 there are there are the fad diets out there, but for the people that do have celiac, this is actually a serious concern. I'm, I've I've heard about people. Um, listening to some other podcasts and stuff where where they discovered years down the road that they actually did have celiac and they thought that they were just getting amazingly frequent food poisoning or that you know they would just they would feel like garbage after eating certain things and I'm not talking about you know eating like five whoppers or something you know, anybody's gonna feel like garbage after that but you know just a, a standard thing you know if you know a sandwich and for some reason they'd feel like shit after that um gluten-free standards they're different around the world so it makes it a little weird a beer touted as gluten-free in the u.s is going to be different from one in the european union or one in australia um in the european union a beer with less than 20 parts per million of gluten is quote gluten-free while in australia only beers with no detectable gluten can be described as gluten-free, and that's why there's that potential for banning that gluten-free label on beer in Australia that I mentioned on a previous show. So they're, they're really stingy with that down there. Now, some beers brewed mainly from cereals like uh, millet, rice, sorghum, buckwheat, and corn, either no gluten or glutens that don't trigger that response in celiacs. And uh, a proportion of barley or rye, they're marketed as safe to drink for celiacs. Uh, another article I saw uh, said most celiacs should be able to drink beer with less than 20 parts per million, such as Budweiser, <laughs> or beer. Um, wait, such as? How do? Okay, that that's written really weird. Such as Budweiser or beer. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but that's it, each person displays a different level at which their autoimmune response will kick in. So for one person that 20 parts per million may be fine for another person it's got to be no gluten or n- nothing um let's see Test done by the argentine celiac association and the swedish national food agency corona contains less than 20 parts per million making it legally gluten-free likely due to the fact that Corona, like most pale lagers, contains rice and or corn in addition to the malted barley. So they use those adjuncts, and that helps it along. Now, there are actually, and I I didn't even know about this, there are already homebrew recipes for gluten-free brews out there. Most of them are based off a uh, sweet sorghum syrup as the principal carbohydrate. Remember sorghum there because... uh, I've had even even before this weekend when I um was trying out some of the different beers. I'd had some experience with other gluten-free beers that you know were brewed with sorghum. <sighs> the taste ain't there. It's it, it there is just something I don't know. Sorghum cannot mimic the taste right unless they're hopping the shit out of it basically. Um let's see commercially manufactured uh, sorghum grain that's the malt substitute contains amino acids and unfermentable sugars needed for yeast nutrition and quote mouthfeel so you get that same consistency of beer without it necessarily being 100% beer and like I just mentioned one of the biggest complaints about gluten free brews is that the taste just seems to be missing something that it's close and but it's not quite right. It's, it's sometimes kind of like, um, say, you, say you go to the, the breakfast cereal aisle in your local supermarket, and you got, um, you know, let's say we're going to Bob's supermarket, and then you got, you know, Kellogg's cornflakes up there, and then you got um, Bob's Flakes of Corn. Me, I'm going for the cornflakes from Kellogg's every time, because Bob's flakes of corn, there's something not quite right about them. You now there there are some cereals where close enough is good enough. But there are certain things where close enough doesn't quite cut it. For the most part, I would say beer is like that. And I was I was pretty picky when I was uh, going with these gluten free brews. Um one thing that does help it a lot with some of these is adding a shitload of hops now that will only work for certain styles obviously uh gluten-free ipas perhaps american pale ales things like that and that improves the flavor because you're then getting that you know you're not necessarily getting the beer flavor but the hops flavor blends with it better Uh, a blog entry from shorts brewing explained how some of the process of removing the gluten from beer goes, they, they use uh, something called brewers clerics. It's an enzyme that can be used to reduce the gluten in beers. Now it's, it's not a, you know, dump it in the tank and voila, you have a gluten free beer so that, you know, if you know any beer you want to make gluten free, no, it, it doesn't quite work like that. Um, uh, let me see. Oh, God damn it. Yes, I am 21. Fuck you guys. Okay. Um, they, they, they go into celiac disease, um, let's see, they did a, um, it was called Alien Einstein Low Gluten American IPA, um, and they, okay, and they go into the Brewer's Clarex, uh, a proline-specific endoprotease that degrades the epitopes on the antigen, what the fuck, come on, which causes the immune response known as celiac disease, so basically, Brewer's Clarex, takes care of and degrades that which causes celiacs to go all that's a very technical term by the way Uh, by degrading the responsible epitopes the antigen is rendered harmless because there's no longer anything to interact with the human immune system Um, okay you know what they actually had a they had a nice um, analogy here uh, think of the sea urchin. Uh, think of sea urchin as an antigen, and the spikes of the urchin to be the epitope. The brewers' clarex melts the spikes off the urchin without turning, or, um, ugh, turning it into a simple, harmless, tasty delicacy. Now the body is able to digest the antigen without harm. So that uh, that kind of makes sense. Apparently, brewers' clarex was originally developed to clear up haze in beer. Gluten reduction was a secondary effect. Um, when they go into saying why don't you always use it to make beer gluten reduced, um, like I said, it's not easy as easy as dumping a bunch into a tank of conditioning beer and letting it do its magic. The enzyme is quite picky; has revealed itself to work much better in certain beers over others. Um, so they chose an IPA for this, and that's why. I don't. Let's see. They only distribute that one in bottles. I don't even know. I mean, I don't. I don't get shorts out here, so I. I I'm not sure how widespread this particular brew is, though. Um, And apparently, you can't call beer made with brewers' uh, fucking. It's only six thirty-six, and my fucking tongue's doing this already. Um, You can't call beer made with brewers' clerics gluten-free. You have to call it gluten-reduced because the beer initially contained gluten. If you're removing the gluten from the beer it's gluten reduced if you're brewing it from the very beginning like sorghum and whatnot, then you're a little, you're in a bit safer area for calling it gluten free um let's see other uh, handful of other commercial breweries use brewers clerics to reduce or eliminate gluten in bottled beer so they you know kind of went on with that it, it was a good article from shorts <coughs> um uh yeah i'm at i know keep telling myself i'm 21 seriously like i don't know what it is with me wherever i go people are fucking shocked at my age nobody fucking believes that i'm 35 i i don't know what the hell it is go around campus walk into a classroom fucking work work was stupid fucking people today um what do you mean? I have to buy my own Mac adapter for my Mac? Why don't you give it to me? Fuck you! I don't have thirty dollars for every fucking asshole Mac tard that comes in my office. Ugh. Sorry, a little bit of anger there. Um, I don't know, but it, people people seem to think I am like in my early to mid twenties. No idea what it is. Um, oh, what was I talking? I was talking about gluten free beer. <laughs> Ciders, most are gluten free though some brands may use barley in their production <laughs> fuck you matt are you on a mac god damn it did you get your shirt because i know uh, roy black on crack did so just curious if you got yours yet uh most ciders gluten free some brands may use barley in their production uh, most cider producers out there aren't shy about letting consumers know if their product is gluten free though so it's usually pretty easy to find out Some examples, Ace, Crispin, Magner's, Woodchuck, Angry Orchard. Ciders are by and large naturally gluten-free, so there's no finagling going on like has to be done with beers. And as a result, you're bound to get a more consistent flavor of what actually is cider across the board as opposed to gluten-free beers, which can vary widely. I mean, yeah, ciders have different tastes, obviously, because you have different varieties, different uh, apples being used for it and everything. Um, with beers, there seem to be a lot more variables that go into it. And when you try and mimic those variables, you have a lot more chance for the taste to go wrong, which kind of goes into, um, the beers that I have drank, the gluten-free beers that I have drank over the past few days. Let me actually finish this one up here. And... While I'm doing that, crack open this last one. These last two were in, uh... Oops. (laughs) Delicious. 16-ounce cans. Um, goddammit, Siobhan is on a Mac, too. Ah, you people. I'm sorry, I've always been a PC guy. But I acknowledge that Macs have their purpose. I, I just... I have a problem with a lot of the Mac users on my campus. Because... While I get this poured out and get everything, uh prepped for that um th- this has actually happened on campus every um every couple of years laptops get leased out to the faculty now faculty have their choice of having a pc or a mac uh, the pcs are nothing special they're, they're lenovo thinkpads they work they're fine um i have no problem with mine mainly because i know how to use it um but i actually witnessed when people were swapping out their laptops uh, one faculty member insisted that she wanted a Mac and these were her exact words because the PC is so ugly and the Mac is so pretty. This is someone teaching the youth of America. God fucking damn it. Ugh. So, again, I, I... I acknowledge that Macs have their purpose but I end up with so many people that just they they buy it or they lease it because it's pretty and then they have no idea how to use it and are completely lost when something goes wrong with it. You know, it, it the, the 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 biggest the most common thing that happens to me on campus cuz for for those that don't know I, I do AV at a university out here. The most common thing that happens is they connect their MacBook to a projector, and suddenly, oh, all my icons disappeared on the projector screen. But oddly enough, everything's fine on their screen on the uh, on the MacBook itself. Now, you would think they'd realize, well, okay, I'm- I'm seeing something different up there then. Not everything didn't disappear, I'm just seeing something different. go up to the the Apple icon go to system preferences go to display, clone displays done so many times they act like it's magic and then I have to explain to them it's an an extended desktop pretend like the projector is a second monitor that's the way your Mac saw it. it maybe one out of every 20 people I explain it to understand that um oh let's see Siobhan says Macs are good it's so our PCs for me the Mac already talks the PC I'd need to spend a thousand or more to uh, get it that way by the way she's a dumbass yep <laughs> there there are there are there are faculty on my campus that they they use their Macs properly then there are others that you know they'll have their iPad up in the front of the class trying to connect to the projector and then blame us when it won't connect we will walk in with our PC laptop connect right away like nope nothing's wrong with the projector Something's going on with your iPad. (laughs) It doesn't just work. Uh, That actually happened today. Thankfully, I wasn't the one that had to deal with it because I was in a shitty, shitty mood today because I was dealing with a lot of stupid people. Um, Oh, geez. Little Matt is a Mac owner, wears skinny jeans, and is going for a teaching degree. God damn it, dude. Matt, as long as you know how to use your Mac... I, I don't know about the skinny jeans, but as long as you know how to use your Mac... I'm fine with you. It's like like Hammy for instance. Hammy knows how to use his Mac and he acknowledges that PCs are better at some things and yeah. This isn't a Mac versus PC debate because I I don't want to get into an iWatch discussion or or uh, uh the the non-event of a free U2 album on on iTunes. Yeah, it, it, if it was like Joshua Tree or Octoon Baby, okay, yeah, that'd be cool but uh, ugh. new, U2 you, you hasn't been good in the past, what, 15 years now? <clears throat> okay. Uh, so <laughs> okay, let me, let me get into uh, what I had here. Um, I had two from uh, Omission. I had Omission Pale Ale and Omission Lager. Now, these two were kind of unique in that they are brewed actually by Widmer Brothers. Now Widmer Brothers you may be familiar they uh, have a rather popular Hefeweizen um some uh, a bunch of other stuff out there. Um ooh sorry I just took a sip of the last can that I opened that's actually pretty good too. But um so I I was I was expecting better than average. For the two that I got from Omission the first one I had was Omission Pale Ale it definitely tasted like a pale ale but it was just a little bit off if I did have celiac disease I'd be okay with it Um, it's really really close and it's just close enough that it's close enough you know um, on a blind taste test, I don't know if I'd necessarily peg it as a gluten-free beer. I may think that something is different about it because it it didn't quite hit 100% pale ale. But I, you know, I might think, oh, okay, maybe they use some certain hops in this to you know do some different flavoring to it. Uh, the next one I had from Omission was Omission Lager. Now maybe I just haven't had a lot of loggers lately, and uh, can't say for certain. But there was a surprising sweetness to it. It was drinkable, but it wasn't what I expected from a light lager Probably not one I would go back to. Um, it it didn't it didn't convince me. Um, that that was one where I would have definitely felt something was off with it if somebody just handed it to me. Um, you know like oh it's a lager "Eh, something's weird with this one Um, the next one I went to was uh, a couple from New Planet now New Planet as far as I know they do exclusively gluten free beers I want to say that I had previously had one of theirs before I think like their raspberry ale Um, when you start adding fruit into the mix it can mask a lot of off flavors Um, this isn't necessarily the case in terms of masking off flavors with um, this other one I'm about to talk about but uh, Dogfish Head's Tweezan Ale that's a gluten free beer and it's delicious now there's fruit the fruit flavoring just it it changes that whole beer profile so i would assume that new planet's raspberry kind of is able to work that same way now first one i had was new planet pale ale i drain poured this one after a couple ounces it had a stinging chemical like taste and smell to it i mean it just I tried. It was not good. Uh, it, it didn't taste anything like a pale ale. I mean, I, how I said the emission pale ale was a little bit off. This this wasn't even close. This was not even close. Oh, okay, Western Echo joins the chat. Gluten-free? Fr- er, Gluten-free fruity beer. Might as well squeeze a bottle of semen and drink that. That would be less gay. Uh, speaking of things that are less gay, by the way, uh, people, check out the uh, MLR YouTube channel where you can see... Uh, hammy getting piss boarded and then drinking some of joe's piss that's uh youtube.com slash more like radio uh but i drain poured this one uh i'm not i'm not sure if i got a bad bottle or something but th- th- it goes down as only the second beer i've ever drain poured the first was a uh, horny goat stacked milk stout which was the most watery and flavorless quote stout i've ever had to, to give you an idea of how much I disliked the New Planet Pale Ale. (laughs) Sorry, Dennis. Uh, I'd rather drink that Voodoo Donut chocolate peanut butter banana again than have to drink this New Planet Pale Ale. That's how bad this one was. And you remember how horrible me and Marianne thought that that Voodoo Donut one was. So I was understandably a bit nervous when I went to my second bottle of New Planet. Uh, New Planet Blonde Ale. That one was okay. But it... Again, it did not really come across as a blonde ale to me. It had a crispness to it like a cider, and if you gave it to me in a blind taste test, I might have actually thought it was a cider. Very bubbly, very effervescent. Had a nice tartness to it. The more I drank it, the more I thought it actually was a fucking cider. So I don't exactly think they accomplished what they were intending to accomplish there. It was drinkable, but it didn't really seem to match the style they were going for. I'm not going for that joke, Dennis. We can do that on a different show. Do that on The Red on Wednesday nights from uh, 9 to 11. So that was the two New Planet ones. And then the ones that I cracked open tonight. Uh, the first one that I uh, finished just a few minutes ago, Glutenberg American Pale Ale. From everything I've seen, Glutenberg is actually fairly highly rated um, amongst gluten-free beers. Uh, in fact, let me go to Beer Advocate. It, it was actually a little bit hard to find some of them on uh, Gluten on. Um, sorry, on Beer Advocate because. They are a uh, French Canadian brewery out um, of Montreal. It's Brassurs sans gluten or sans gluten, whatever. So, for instance, the American pale ale it, it, they don't even they don't even have it on Beer Advocate for some reason. On um, let's see, on Untapped, I think. Uh, Glutenberg, let me see here. I don't know if they had it under its different name. Uh, mm, no, I don't think they did. But uh, it, it was something, you know, American something something. Um, oh, fuck, I don't want to close that one. Uh, da, 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 da. Like uh, the one I'm drinking right now, and I'll get into that in a second, Glutenberg Red Ale, says so on the can. Uh, on Beer Advocate, it's Glutenberg Russe. They even show the bottle here. It's all in French. Uh, Bière Red Ale. Red Ale rated 84. Um, they don't. Let's see. They don't have the. Uh, they don't have the APA on there. But um, they have a blonde ale, 77. Uh, they have an IPA. Fuck no score. Okay, I must be. I must have been looking at other sites when it came to those ratings. But like, I think Omission is rated decently, if I remember correctly. I could be completely wrong. Son of a bitch. Oh. Like, what did I just do to my screen? I hit the lovely F11 key that freaks out faculty all the time. Oh my god, what happened to my menus? <laughs> um, okay, F74 on the omission logger. Um, what about the pale ale? Uh, uh come on fucker. 78 so i mean for for a gluten-free beer on beer advocate of all places those are actually some decently high marks um <laughs> wait i'm calling the red a bunch of fucking hacks no 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 red are good guys that scrams he's a he's a swell fellow i don't know about that p-rock fellow but uh scrams and footer those those are those are top-notch people and that texie he he's he's on the right path to greatness now i think that's what i say I'm waiting for peaches to get in the chat in three, two, one. Uh, so the Glutenberg American Pale Ale. Out of all the gluten-free beers that I had tonight, including the one I'm drinking right now, this was the one that was spot on the style. If you had served it to me in a bar, I might have confused it for something like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, uh, maybe something a little bit more bitter. Easily the best gluten-free brew I've had. I wouldn't mind having it again. Um, if if I found if, if a doctor suggested to me to to cut out the gluten, that is the beer I would go to. That is the one I would go to immediately. Um. So Rorschach, if you're listening and you like pale ales, uh, Glutenberg American Pale Ale. Try it. See how it makes you feel. If it makes you sick, uh, you got something else going on with you probably. Uh, and then the last one I cracked open here <laughs> Dennis did you scare Siobhan off god damn it <laughs> um, but the um, the Glutenberg Red Ale I, I will admit it's a little bit hard for me to judge um, for me to judge the Red Ale because I do not drink Red Ales that frequently but these were the two kinds of Glutenberg that they had now let me look on uh the beer advocate listing really quick. Uh I just want God damn it. I just want reviews. You sons of bitches. Uh dark aroma, weak with grains, burnt taste of millet. Um I guess you know okay, I guess it's maybe the millet that I'm tasting. Um And actually yeah, wh- one of these reviews this actually has it um He he rated it um, out of, like, they, for individual review ratings, they do it out of five. He did a 3.36. A dark reddish cola, a finger of tan foam sits around for a few sips, leaving a collar of lace. And yeah, it does, it does have that real cola kind of look to it. Uh, Smell. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely getting kind of a chocolatey kind of smell off of it. Uh, And yeah, the more see, sometimes I need to look at beer advocate to kind of really identify what I'm tasting. But I'm I'm getting some of the brown sugar and chocolate that this guy is talking about. Now I don't remember that necessarily in red ales, but um, in terms of just a beer. This one is actually pretty good. I don't like it as much as the the, uh, Glutenberg APA. But Glutenberg obviously knows what they're doing. Let's see the ingredients on this one. That's another interesting thing about these um, gluten-free beers. I know New Planet and uh, Glutenberg have nutrition facts on their bottles and cans. I don't remember if Omission did. I don't think they did. Um, B- Widmer doesn't anyway, so it wouldn't surprise me. But, like, for instance, a 16 ounce can is 201 calories. Uh, is that what I put, uh, when I logged my calories for today? Let's see if, uh, see if I had that right. See if I calculated right here. I might have been a little off. I don't know. Um, uh, oh, I was one calorie off. Not too bad. Um, but and then they actually had the ingredients and everything. And I think that's actually... Um, I, I think that's actually probably part of being able to call it gluten-free. You need to have all that info on this can. Now, the ingredients, water, buckwheat, millet, molasses, chestnut, candy syrup, quinoa. Interesting. Uh, hops and yeast. Uh, this actually won in the World Beer Cup, uh, won a gold award, 2012 winner, gluten-free beer category. Let me see if the APA won anything. Um, yeah, and so, you know what? Uh, guest 408188. Yeah, try and, try and refresh the stream. Sometimes it wonks out on me a little bit, too. Um, oh, okay. You know what? The American Pale Ale also won. Uh, the American Pale Ale won a silver award. And, Oh see i know okay i know i have the calories off on that one god damn it uh let's try and tweak that a little bit uh it's close enough yeah you know not not uh not a real diet right uh okay but uh this one again uh let's see water millet buckwheat corn candy syrup um a little bit different with this one. This is uh, Demerara sugar. I'm not quite sure if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Uh, quinoa, hops, and yeast. So interesting using quinoa in it. I'd like to know the decision for that. Um, but, yeah, so if, if, if you're... Um, there, there are a few others that I've had before. Um, Red Bridge, Bards. I remember Bards being okay. Um, Estrella, uh, Damdara... Uh, I'm probably mispronouncing that too. I remember that one as being pretty decent too. but uh, thus far glutenberg has blown the others away. So if if you're looking for if you're looking for a decent good gluten-free brew, glutenberg is probably your best bet at this point. And if you find that none of the gluten-free brews do it for you, and you want some sort of non-spirit beverage you always got cider ciders will always be gluten-free for you and if you if you need hops in your cider they're 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 hopping ciders now um and you're getting your varieties that way so um help i mean you have shit woodchuck is doing different things with their cider is doing you know that cellar series they're doing mint they're doing chocolate they've done a smoked one which i heard isn't really that good um I know there's another one that got coming out and I can't remember what the hell it was but you can pretty much find anything in a cider nowadays but if you if you have celiac disease or if you are gluten sensitive give these ones a try stay away from the new planet pale ale but uh, omission mission works in a pinch uh, glutenberg I'd say uh, go with that that is a that is preference right there and with that, Let's have a few words here.
0: Alcohol by Cheers. volume, Kevin oh, Cho. Hey, it's hey. name hey, the show.
1: Hey, more like radio, less like crap.
0: Want more, Want more alcohol, alcohol by volume? volume? Because I'm
1: <laughs> kind of drunk for this. That's shit nuts. Download past episodes at morelikeradio.org Join the Facebook group at facebook.com Slash group slash alcohol by volume Like the Facebook page facebook.com Slash alcohol by volume And follow along on Twitter at NLR underscore alcohol no, I find your drunkenness very unappealing I
0: am drunk or I wouldn't be talking to you
1: Fuck radio meltdown I literally think I got an Instagram I think I posted one possibly two photos And then I haven't touched the same Both of beer no, actually, uh, one of them was of uh, his I know
0: balls. Like... <laughs> it
1: never ends. <laughs> Talk radio meltdown every Friday from four to six p.m. Eastern on MoreLikeRadio.com. Hey, smokers, you stink. I'm not talking about your character. That's a given. I'm talking about your clothes. It's time to kick the butts and move over to something more pleasant. I'm talking about e-cigs from Smokeless Image. They're cheaper than cigarettes, don't smell, and are available in a wide variety of flavors, ranging from mints, fruits, desserts, or the traditional tobacco flavors if that's what you want. Simply go to tinyurl.com mlrsmoke for all your vaping needs. That's tinyurl.com mlrsmoke The Conti and Kenny Show. <laughs> Real quick, Marianne in the chat room was like, Do I know you mudflaps? Never thought I'd ever ask a question like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> she must have been standing naked over a mirror on the floor.
0: But <laughs> Do I know you mudflaps? My guy does. Open up. Here comes the here comes the uh, the, the, the tongs.
1: Here comes the old <laughs> vagina salad tongues. <laughs>
0: Come on, I see a crew in there. The Conti and Kenny Show. Monday nights, 7 to 10, on morelikeradio.com. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess an alcoholic? A drug addict?
1: When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for The Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self esteem.
0: I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like, uh, city meets the swamp, something, something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace, at any income level. That's what we do here, we're all about olive branches. <laughs> no, you're a fucking white trash
1: asshole, you're about olive fucking garden, okay? <laughs> <laughs> One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are.
0: Is there anything more you want to say about any of these, uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't
1: think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends.
0: We don't give
1: a fuck. I hope you relapsed. <laughs> Burn in hell, bull. Oh, my God. What are you I meant do? I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live
0: Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I, I hope you end your life. Now get, <laughs> <microphone>. <laughs> now get off the microphone while I talk to my pal. Mr.
1: Turtle, how many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast?
0: I ain't never made it through a whole episode. Ask Mr. Owl.
1: Mr. Owl, how many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? Let's find out. A one, a two, a three.
0: Three. How many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? The world may never know. I said three, motherfucker. The Shy Kids podcast. Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific at morelikeradio.com. Like shy Kids. See it right there. <laughs> Theme song. You know the way the start of the last episode We went through uh, different nationalities, you know, and now people know that we're Irish. <laughs> and now people know that we're all shite at accents as well. <laughs> but I was wondering, is it prejudice to not make fun of like all of the countries? Where are
1: you going for here?
0: Well name check every country on the show, that way no one can be mad. How about that? <laughs> I could do Swedish. Oh yeah, fun. Birdie <laughs> <laughs> To the Italians? Papa Poopy. Papa the Poopy. Okay. To the Mexicans?
1: hey, hey man. Uh, Spain? That's <laughs> it. Uh Singapore?
0: Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Australians? Coconut. No.
1: You big loop are you? No,
0: that sounds like an or something. (laughs) That's right, we never slide off the Irish, do we? Someone put a bomb in me potato. (laughs) There you go. O.S.W. Review.
1: All Irish, all racist. Saturday's noon east. Join Halls and Rorschach as they bring you the news you need to get you through your weekend. Ollie? Ollie, can you hear me?
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay, Ollie, I'm outside right now. It's, uh...
1: It's uh, it's really boring hard out here. Uh,
0: Sounds like it. Where are you at? Are you in Antarctica? Uh,
1: wait a minute, Holly. I see somebody coming toward
0: me. Hey, there's, a, there's a man coming toward me. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, what, you, uh, uh, what are you doing in my yard? I'm getting too old for this shit. Oh my God, it's Danny Comber. <laughs> Danny, Danny Comer. Comer. In my yard. I just want to say that this snowstorm is a bunch of fucking bullshit out here. Hey guys, it's Hollis from It's All About Me. Join Rorschach and myself every Saturday from noon to 2 Eastern Time right here on More Like Radio. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio. Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DEAL48 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts including free shipping that's offer code DEAL 48 that's D-E-A-L-48 at adamandeve.com
1: Hey you yes you guessed 10,542 change your username and while you're in the more like radio live page listening to fine quality programming notice the banner edge just slightly above the chat room it's a link to something you want in Amazon click it it's probably reminding you to order something you need from Amazon.com. Don't leave MLR and type the URL like a sucker. Just click the link, and it'll open in a new window. This way you can buy your shit and continue listening to the show. Now, change your username. It's Right there on the right, stupid.
0: A top of lineup stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. More like Radio.com. Other internet radio stations are gay. You're listening to Alcohol by Volume on More Like Radio.
1: They're very, very nicely done with a box, sir. Do so I saw a Turk perform something very similar at Nottingham Fair. It's a trick with mirrors, no doubt. A trick? A, a good jest. <laughs> this is not a trick, this is a target. Whatever it is, you bony rascal, I'm afraid I must relieve you of it. It's my property, that's what it is. Well, don't you know all property is theft to Robin Hood? You're not serious? I'm many things, (laughs) sir, but I'm never that. Robin Hood laughs in the face of all. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha! And do people ever punch you in the face when you do that? Not as yet. Lucky I'm here, then, isn't (laughs) it? Welcome back, hour number two of Alcohol by Volume. I just realized I need to get that ha 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 as a uh, sound drop on here at some point. Uh, if you're listening live, you should join the chat, morelikeradio.com slash live. I think all the gluten-free beer is going to my head now. Uh, and if you're listening via podcast, you can join live every Tuesday, 6:28 p.m. or most Tuesdays, at least. Last week I wasn't here. Sorry. Uh, phone number: 862-345-7125. That's 862. Alcohol. Skype. Alcohol by volume. All one word. We have a um, pretty decent chat tonight. Got a pretty pretty uh, packed amount of people in there. So um, all the people in there, you should you should all leave me uh, good reviews on iTunes. I'd appreciate that because, obviously, Apple rules the world and, you know, iTunes reviews will make me more popular, right? Uh, I got this from thedrinksbusiness.com. If you remember that Duff beer that was releasing in Australia, uh, well, it's already gotten banned! Ah, Woolworths Liquor Group has been forced to pull cans of its Duff beer from the shelves after it was found in breach of the Australian Alcohol Advertising Code just months after the product was launched. Now, you might think, well, why why launch such a product if it's just going to get pulled from shelves? Didn't they go through all sorts of approvals and everything? Well, 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 let me read through here. The Alcohol Policy Coalition complained to Australia's the Alcohol Beverages Advertising Code, ABAC. That the product had a strong or evident appeal to children or adolescents due to its association with the Simpsons television series. It added that because of such an association, children might be encouraged to drink Duff beer. The complaint was, this week, upheld despite a Woolworths Liquor Group spokesman, or spokeswoman, sorry, telling the Herald Sun that it had received a back approval for Duff advertisements prior to to its launch. So they did receive approval and then the Alcohol Policy Coalition complained. So basically, all this marketing, all this production, and suddenly, everything has to be pulled because the Alcohol Policy Coalition complained. And here I thought this sort of shit only happened in the U.S. where one special interest group will complain and all fucking hell breaks loose. So in banning the beer, the ABAC said, The Simpsons series is well known and very popular with children and adolescents. Um, eh, maybe in the 90s it was. Now I think Simpsons is more popular with adults that remember when it was great. Just my thought. Uh, The association of Simpsons with the product name and packaging is so strongly entrenched in Australian popular culture, the name and packaging will draw the attention of under-18-year-olds. Oh, no. The beer which is brewed in the U.S., which I I find that very odd, uh, by the Woolworths Liquor Group's exclusive brands division, Pinnacle Liquor Group, and is officially licensed by 20th Century Fox. It was launched in May. Why I find that weird is because the Florida Beer Company brews Duff Beer for universal studios in orlando why didn't they just get the florida beer company to do that then too uh why did they have to get a completely separate brewer to do the australian edition i don't understand that um a spokesperson for woolworth's liquor group said we respect the panels uh, i can't say that word right now ad- 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 adjudication Adjudication. I think I got it right. And we'll discontinue the stock. We note that the ABAC adjudication not going to work here anymore. Panel states in its decision the panel accepts that the supplier, Woolworth Liquor Group, is committed to the standards of good alcohol beverage marketing contained in ABAC. But again, the problem is, it. This beer got approved. ABAC approved all of this. It. Uh, The advertisements and everything were approved. They are out a shitload of money now, and all this stock of beer. What the? Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. I'll I'll take all the beer. You know, if they you know don't know what to do with it, I mean, I don't think they. I don't think they're gonna destroy it. Hopefully, they just you know bring it back and drink it. But Jesus Christ, um, um, (laughs) what? Oh boy. Um oh, why is my phone buzzing at me? Uh why is it flashing green? That can't be good. Um uh oh. Uh-oh. That can't be good. That can't be good. Um, um oh No, I don't want that one, Dennis. Let me see here. Uh uh download? And it's not going to help me if I send it to XBMC from down here. Jesus. Uh, Let me see if this will work. See, it helps if I actually go into uh, Facebook from my uh, actual computer instead of my phone. That would probably make more sense, wouldn't it? Um, Okay, let's try that. Uh, Downloads. Downloads. There we go. Okay. Well, yeah, th- that's the one from Family Guy. I know that one, Dennis. And I'll play that again a little bit louder because for some reason I had it kind of quiet. <laughs> but actually, I'm glad to have that one now. But I want to add that one in with the Robin Hood <laughs> one from uh, this past weekend. As Doctor Who. Good God, I went on a tangent once again. What the hell is wrong with me? Close Facebook. Don't do that. Close that. Why do I have multiple windows open? I should not have that open. What is going on with me? Um, and and I don't I, I don't know if the how the Duff beer was in Australia. If that one was any good, but um, the one down in Orlando at Universal Studios, that one was actually pretty damn good. I had um, fuck. Which ones did I have? I had I think regular Duff and maybe Duff Light. Um, but if you're ever down in Orlando, uh, definitely go to fucking Universal Studios. Go to the Simpsons area and, uh, have some duff. Very, very good. They also do a flaming mose down there. I know I mentioned that when I was down in Florida, which is non-alcoholic, but still looks very, very cool. So anyway, uh, was there anything else? Nope, nothing else in this article. So I think it's fucking stupid that they decided to just yank this after approval. But that is what happens when special interest groups get their way, like the Alcohol Policy Coalition. <laughs> ah, another thing that pisses me off. Feds pushing for lower DUI standards. Oh boy. Um Members of the NTSB are lobbying Virginia and other see I wish Kitty was here. She could say Virginia and other states to reduce the threshold for drunk driving to .05 from the current national standard of .08. Uh, This is from News Channel 3, uh, WTKR.com. I'm assuming out of Virginia. Yeah, Hampton Roads, Virginia, Northeast North Carolina. Ooh, hitting a double state there. Uh, NTSB member Mark Rosekind... Made the pitch again in Wednesday in New England at a conference moderated by the area's... Uh, why do they have to say American Automobile Association? You can say AAA. People know what the fuck AAA is. Uh, Rosekind made... It, oh, God. Nice proofreading, News Channel 3. Rosekind make a similar presentation to Hampton Roads police officers at a Virginia Beach conference earlier this year. Supporters say the tougher standard will save lives. No, it won't. But critics say it will turn casual and responsible drinkers into jailed criminals. Yes, it will. Uh, Let's see. Attorney Mike Goodov of the Southside chapter of Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Let's see here. If you're impaired and behind the wheel, you should not be driving. At a blood alcohol concentration of .05, said goodov. you're a danger. Okay, let me, let me chime in here. Um, yesterday, got home from work, had dinner, had a beer with my dinner. I had uh, my Duclaw 31 Spice Pumpkin Ale. After drinking that beer, I probably would I might have blown a .05. Probably, it was one beer. Um, I did not feel the least bit impaired at all. Um, no wooziness, no numb lips. Numb lips are always the giveaway for me when I'm starting to get buzzed or drunk and after dinner my wife needed me to run to walmart to pick up something for the baby didn't have a problem with it but if this uh and and, and, you know i wasn't driving like an asshole either but if for some reason i got pulled over you know taillight out or something like that 0.05 boom dui that is fucking ridiculous um Further in the article, a restaurant trade group said this was, would result in arrests for people who enjoy a glass of wine with dinner. It would essentially make it impossible for women to drink anything with their meals and feel comfortable driving home. And it's true. Um, I'll go into something. I, th- I think something somebody said in the Facebook group when I posted this. Um, online blood alcohol calculators show a 120-pound woman drinking two glasses of wine in one hour would register around a .07. below the state's current limit but well above the proposed limit the calculators show a woman's blood alcohol content climbs quicker than a man's even if they're the same size this is the important thing here and you would have to hope that the restaurant industry has a fucking good lobby for this this would be devastating to the restaurant industry Longwell said because it would preclude people from feeling comfortable having a single glass of wine with their dinner again a single glass of wine say a couple wants to go out for romantic dinner Well, I guess only one of them can have wine now. Ugh. Uh, Goodoves said this will be a tough sell to state lawmakers, but he says tougher laws are needed to end drunk driving. Do we want impaired individuals out driving on our streets like Dutch, injuring not only themselves but others? After a year of lobbying, the NTSB has found a mixed reception. Several advocacy groups like the National Offices of AAA and Mothers Against Drunk Driving, oddly enough, have not adopted the NTSB's recommendations. So that's actually pretty impressive that AAA and Mothers Against Drunk Driving don't feel that this is a good idea. I think Mothers Against Drunk Driving, they like to have wine with their dinner. Um, Of course, the commenters in this article, oh, the commenters are gold, 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 gold. So which is more important? helping the restaurant business sell more drinks with dinner, or keeping potential drunk drivers off the road. I vote for the latter. And uh, one person said, AGREED. Of course, somebody else uh, smart said, being a .05 is not drunk. This is ridiculous, and frankly, it won't stop anything either. When people are in fact too drunk to drive, that's when they think they're not too drunk to drive and do it anyway. Remember, when you're actually drunk, that's when your judgment is impaired. How about doing something to actually solve the problem rather than jail more people, such as legalizing alternatives to taxis, such as Uber and Lyft and other startups that can provide cheaper or better free rides home to people that are in fact intoxicated? If they didn't have to worry about two way taxi rides and such, I bet a hell of a lot more people, or, you know, waiting on somebody's porch, uh, would stay in a passenger seat rather than behind the wheel use some logic uh, somebody else on here how could you possibly believe this law would eliminate drinking and driving it'll only do what was mentioned in the article make criminals out of pretty much anyone who has a drink with dinner and drives home just more idiotic thinking by simple minded people is the prison lobby behind this or something um, somebody else here alcohol doesn't affect everyone the same even at point oh eight, it doesn't impair most people um, t- Eric Martin here in this article point one oh was enough Yes! Thank you. Um, <laughs> everyone, please just stay home and pay your taxes. Um, 0.05 is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, uh, the reason given for... Th- th- this is a waste roll. The reason given for this proposed change is that it will, quote, save lives. Whenever someone says that, it is a lie. Uh, pure police state revenue generating bull... Uh, what? Per- oh, okay. Um, uh, this is this is the last. Um, uh, this is the last comment on this article. I'll go to because this this says it right here. What percentage of accidents and or death have occurred with drivers whose blood alcohol content is between 0.05 and 0.08? That that is what I want to know. That is what I want to know. How many traffic accidents? Or deaths have occurred due to a driver that had a blood alcohol content of .05 to .08 I am wagering I don't know um, maybe I don't know a hundredth of a percent and that's only incidental it just so happened that the person that had the blood alcohol content of .05 to .08 uh got t-boned by a fucking shitty driver that was stone cold sober or, or 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 even worse or even worse a driver that was stone cold sober but i don't know maybe 80 years of age and should have had their license taken away a few years prior <sighs> see uh, yeah let, let let's worry about people that have had one glass of wine or one beer with dinner and um Let's not worry about the elderly driving through fucking farmer's markets. Remember the epidemic of that? There was that one summer where it seemed like it was happening every fucking weekend. Where was all the outrage about that? Where were, where were all these lobbyists saying, Ooh, we need to start retesting these elderly? No, of course not, because they're voting for you fucking shitheads. Oh, God damn it. 0.05 is not gonna do shit except for fuck over honest people. I mean, I I know I know I you know was making Dutch jokes and which with Dutch's DUI his his blood alcohol content I am willing to bet was significantly over 0.08. But that is a case. Cop pulls him over, arrests him. Yes, he was impaired. That is a case where he yes could have hurt someone if I have a beer and I drive out to Walmart to get something for my kid and drive back my body does not know the fucking difference my brain doesn't know the fucking difference my eyes don't know the fucking difference now if I've had three four beers okay little bit different there have I driven drunk before yes I have and it was a fucking stupid idea um, the, the, the couple times I've done it not a good idea um, I would not advise you do it because um, you know you're you're not only gonna hurt yourself, you're gonna hurt someone else. You know, public service not uh, public service announcement kind of shit. But uh, 0.05, who who is impaired at 0.05? Who's impaired at 0.08? Uh, it it. I'm I'm trying to figure out if it's a money grab or if it's uh, trying to appease certain special interest groups. I mean, if mothers against drunk driving don't think that this is a necessary change, you might want to reassess kind of what, where you're going with that thinking. And speaking speaking of mothers against drunk driving, you know drink responsibly kind of stuff, that that actually actually segues right into this uh, next article here from uh, Futurity.com. Do drink responsibly beer ads promote drinking? Now, I think they could have worded the title of this article a little bit better. Do drink responsibly beer ads actually promote drinking over responsible drinking? Uh, alcohol ads urging consumers to drink in moderation don't define what "quote responsible drinking" means and are often used to promote a product. A new study shows. Well, obviously, it's an advertisement. Of course, it's promoting a product. You do not. I don't think you really see alcohol ads where they're where front and center. No instance of alcohol in the ad whatsoever. And, and no, maybe, you know, very little mention of who is actually producing the ad, you know, just says, drink in moderation. No, 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 no. You know, you have that big fucking bottle of Tanqueray and then tiny, tiny text at the bottom, drink in moderation. Uh, basic public health information is missing from ads for beer, spirits, and other alcohol products, even when they voluntarily carry, as most do, encouragement to drink responsibly or, quote, enjoy in moderation, the researchers say. While responsibility messages were present in almost 9 out of 10 ads, none of them provided any information about what it means to drink responsibly. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm drinking responsibly right now. I did not drop my beer on the ground and smash my glass, so I might accidentally, you know, cut my foot and bleed to death on my floor. I think that's pretty responsible. Never mind the fact that I've had, you know, two and a half beers right now. But, you know, everybody's definition of responsible is apparently different um instead we found the vast majority of responsibility messages were used to convey promotional information such as appealing product qualities or how the product should be consumed uh most of the ads 87 percent incorporated a responsibility message but none actually defined responsible drinking or promoted abstinence at particular times or in certain situations um and i, I was going to contest this but they actually had an addendum here six of the 197 unique messages researchers identified did however refer to driving three warned explicitly against driving drunk yes i have seen ads where they say you know please drink responsibly and they say you know uh, so, so basically something against drunk driving you know uh you know uh Always use a designated driver or something, something to that effect, and it's always in very small type at the bottom of the ad too. Um, sorry, I'm just bouncing back and forth uh, between the chat and the, Ah J Five in the chat, hoping he can broadcast. D- did you get a new computer, sir? Because I'm hoping you can broadcast tonight too. Um, let me see what we got in the chat here. Roy Block on crack to start a group for victims of sober driving. <laughs> Nobody thinks about them. That is a very good point. I should start a group of victims of elderly driving because nobody gives a shit about them. I mean, what was, what was the Doug Stanhope thing? Um, you know, somebody... Dri- Fuck, I wish I had that clip right now. God damn it, because that would have been completely pertinent to the .08 bullshit, where he was saying, somebody driving with a .08 gets T-boned by some World War two vet that blows through a red light, and the headline reads... War veteran killed by drunk driver. God damn it! I wish I oh I wish I had that clip now. But um, red black on crack again. What about all the drivers that are aggressive from not drinking all day or from drinking loads of coffee because they could not drink? Well, <laughs> shit. That's, that that sounds like me. Um, I'm I'm aggressive before I get my coffee, and then I get my coffee and I'm aggressive because I want my beer. So. Mm. Um. Oh, <sighs> uh, where was I at on here? Uh, the, 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 the responsibility message were accompanied by a product tagline or slogan. The message, okay, like I said, messages were displayed in smaller font in the company's tagline or slogan 95% of the time. Almost nine out of every uh, la, 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 rewind that. Almost nine out of every 10 ads with responsibility messages use them in some way to promote a product. Well, again. Of course they did. It is a fucking advertisement. They're not going to spend money to just say, eh, drink responsibly. We don't want you to know about our product, though, because you know we're spending money, right? Um, messages might include, for instance, a product's name, savor slowly responsibly, or Don Q is best enjoyed in moderation. A reference to how it's consumed, please sip responsibly, or enjoy together responsibly. Or a brand characteristic, enjoy our quality responsibly, or drink with style, drink responsibly. Um, in some cases, the responsibility message was contradicted directly by an image depicted in the ad, or by ad copy, or a tagline in larger type. Again, th- this this was apparently a study done by Johns Hopkins University. <sighs> I did not need to do a study to know that advertisers are advertising. They're not in the business of social promotion. You know, they are buying ads to sell a product. They personally don't give a shit what you do as long as it doesn't affect their bottom line. They put drink responsibly on their ads just to make them look like they give a shit. They don't. They don't give a fuck. It's almost like plausible deniability at this point. (sighs) This whole article is annoying me. Federal regulations do not require responsibility statements in alcohol advertising. Ah, For now. Give it a few years. While the alcohol industry's voluntary codes for marketing and promotion emphasize responsibility, they provide no definition for responsible drinking. The contradiction between appearing to promote responsible drinking and the actual use of drink responsibly messages to reinforce product promotion suggests that these messages can be deceptive and misleading, said David Jernigan, Uh, director of the Center on Alcohol Marketing and Youth. What does this have to do with fucking youth?! at the Johns Hopkins University. Mm. Again, why are we looking to a beer ad, to a spirits ad, to tell us to drink responsibly? If we are drinking these products, chances are we are either aware that if I drink too much... I won't be able to do certain things. (sighs) Smack the shit out of these researchers. Uh, A better option for promoting responsible drinking and advertising would be to replace or supplement unregulated messages with prominently placed tested warning messages that directly address behaviors presented in the ad and that do not reinforce marketing messages, Smith says. But these companies are not going to pay for that shit because it's not going to promote their product! Ugh. We know from experience with tobacco that warning messages on pro... God, this is going to be bullshit. Warning messages on product containers and in advertising can affect consumption of potentially dangerous products, she says. We should apply that knowledge to alcohol ads and provide real warnings about the negative effects of excessive alcohol use. Okay, to you smokers out there, when have you picked up a pack of cigarettes, looked at the Surgeon General's warning and said, HOLY SHIT! THESE THINGS ARE GONNA FUCKING give ME cancer"? I better put them down no you see that even even the ones they have in canada even the warnings they have in canada where they have a fucking diseased cancer-ridden lung those do not necessarily throw people off from smoking i remember an old george carlin bit where you intentionally get the cigarettes that say, you know, they may cause low birth weight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll take the low birth weight ones. That's not going to affect me. Warnings are fine and good, but you know what? A smoker is going to smoke, a drinker is going to drink. No amount of warning labels or warning in ads or whatever is going to change certain behaviors. Nobody is going to have some major epiphany because. They saw in an ad what it means to drink responsibly or what the consequences of drinking irresponsibly might be. (sighs) Uh, Let's see. Oh, God. Oh, God. There are comments in this article. Uh, Juan Smith. This article shows researchers out of touch with social and economic realities in the U.S., Clearly, clearly, their focus is too narrow to be useful or actionable. Makes sense. Okay. Uh Pivney Philosoph. That's an interesting name there, sir. Um, uh, I think drink slash enjoy responsibly slash in moderation is perfectly clear to anyone with half a brain. So clear that it doesn't need to be explained. The fact that most people choose to ignore that, just as smokers still ignore the health warnings and packages, doesn't make it any less clear. What I get from this article, therefore, is that the authors of the research either aren't among the people with half a brain, or believe everyone is an idiot. I don't know which one is worse. <sighs> um, let's see uh okay and last one on here from michael this is silly drinking responsibly is different for every combination of tolerance body weight anticipated future action etc okay that's a good point um when i uh when i downed all those pitchers of beer you could say i was drinking irresponsibly however i was not planning on driving home so there was some responsibility aspect to it um Although I did end up in the ER, so, okay, back to irresponsible. My uh, my vodka show, my vodka show on my, uh, on, uh, my what was that, 50th show, I believe. Um, that, that was responsible enough because I wasn't going the fuck anywhere. Uh, yeah, I was puking into a bucket by the end of the night, but I wasn't going anywhere. That was responsible enough due to anticipated future action. My anticipated future action was going to bed. Um, it's not the government's or the alcohol producer's responsibility to effectively communicate how to consume alcohol. <sighs> okay, yeah, he gives an example here of pretty much what this study wants in ads. If you're between the ages of 21 and 22 and have a BMI of 28 or higher and don't have to drive in the next 8 to 12 hours and have reasonable tolerance, please only drink between 4.2 and 6.7 12-ounce beers. If you're between the ages blah, 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 and so on, And he concludes, where the hell did personal responsibility in this country go? (sighs) Um, (laughs) Dennis has an excellent, excellent point here. I'm all for responsibility in advertising if it's applied across the board, such as enjoy this burger responsibly or watch the Big Bang Theory responsibly. I don't think that's possible, sir. Or finally, <laughs> listen to more like radio responsibly. Um, wait, I'm only allowed to wait which, which comments did I not read in character? Uh, uh, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. I don't know what I didn't uh I don't know what I didn't read in uh, in character. God damn it. Do I have to read your comment in character, Dennis? You're only allowed to read comment in character. Listen to more like radio responsibly More like Radio Is that right? More like Radio Asians like it too. <laughs> we have reached the racist portion of the show. Um Country Storm in the chat. Another excellent point. Trying to define drinking responsibly will, for a lot of people, come off like they're being told what to do. Most adults don't enjoy being told what to do. And it's true. Look look at teenage behavior, for instance. If you have parents that say, don't do drugs, don't do drugs, don't listen to rock music, don't drink, what are those kids going to fucking go out and do? That is what they're going to want to do. The opposite actually works, too. If you have a couple pothead parents, mm, chances are you may actually stray away from that because you don't want to be like mom and dad that that is a oh okay dennis wanted me to read article comments and character god damn it sorry dennis i don't know they were making good points i, I didn't want them to be offensive <laughs> they weren't offensive comments they were actually salient points but yeah alan, alan uh, country storm there had a fantastic point point. And, and you know like i said same with teenagers same with adults they you tell them what to do; they're gonna do the opposite. That's that's what it comes down to. Um, what did I? I had a note on this one. Um, let's see. i Oh yeah, that contestant. Yeah, it's 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 not a, it's not a federally mandated tag yet. You know, on the ads yet. It's more of a. Well, we're gonna look like dicks if we don't put this on our ad. But it, this whole thing, it actually it reminded me i was surprised again by the reaction with mothers mothers against drunk driving with that um with the 0.08 to 0.05 thing because this drink responsibly actually promoting drinking over responsible drinking reminded me of groups like students against drunk driving in my high school i remember and i i don't i don't have any proof of this i was not part of this group i was I I was a bit of an outsider in high school. You know, I I wore a trench coat and I uh, did not shoot up the school, though. Um, if I was born 10 years later, uh, who knows? Um, but I, I remember the rumors of students against drunk driving in my school them being some of the biggest fucking partiers and drinkers around. You know, yeah, students against drunk driving, but not necessarily against getting fucking drunk. So it makes me think that campaigns like this do raise awareness, but maybe not in the way that they intend to. Um, you know, students against drunk driving, it may stray you from drunk driving, but it may just get you really drunk. Drink responsibly may mean I'll be responsible. I'll just drink inside my house and not go anywhere and drink this whole case of beer. I'm going to drink this whole 99 pack from Austin Beer Works and get alcohol poisoning and hope my sister wife will take me to the hospital before I die. Actually, wait, no, wait. Austin's not like that. What am I saying? Austin's, Austin's a hip town. Actually, no. I've heard good things about Austin. I got friends in Austin. Can't really say anything bad about Austin. i heard they got good food there, too. <sighs> good. Yeah. Damn it! I want to travel! I want to travel, goddammit! Okay. Um, Time's at 7.45. Uh, you know what? I'm going to hit one more news article and then uh, move on to the new beer releases and reveals for the week. Uh, I don't want that one. Hold on to that one for next week. Uh, this is from the uh, DaytonCityPaper.com, I believe, uh, Dayton, Ohio. I am assuming. Uh, let's see if I can find anything that correlates with that. You know what? I'm just going to guess. I am just going to guess that it is uh, Dayton, Ohio. It may be maybe Dayton, fucking Wyoming. I don't. I don't fucking know. Um, because this page is not helping me at all um god damn it give me another city in ohio oh dayton city paper dayton city paper let me go to the main page for it i don't want to i don't want to tell you it's in the wrong city i don't want to i don't want to give you the wrong information um god damn it this website sucks it looks like it was written on fucking wordpress that's oh okay fuck that dayton city paper it's entitled The Blonde and the Bubbly. Uh, let me actually uh, give you a little bit of image here. Um, just to give you a little bit of visual here. Because I know... I know Well... Oof, I know some of you like visual. <laughs> Sorry, Siobhan. <Javon. laughs> oh, son of a bitch! Why did they give me a fucking tiny, tiny, tiny thumbnail for that one? That is some fucking bullshit. Um, maybe... Let me see if I add... Extra image tags. There we go. That's better. Now we can see the tits. Now we can see the tits. America's first strip club brew pub. Um, in the photo, that's Nova and Prue, two employees of pinups and pints. So it's a micro-brewing topless bar. Um, the club's in Medway, just north of where I-675 dead ends into I-70 Again, still don't know if this is Ohio. I'm assuming because 75 is going through it uh, and 675, it probably is. Um, whole site's... Uh, his editor said, go have a good time, find out about their beer, interview some of the entertainers. This is going to be a shit show, isn't it? I asked. Go into it in an open mind, he chided. You might be surprised. So... Um, uh, the, the, the Conrad, Conrad. I want to find the. Uh, Scott Conrad, the club's owner. Uh, Conrad confessed he hadn't been an avid home brewer, but the idea of making his own beer appealed to him. It also helped to renovate the club. Baby dolls didn't have a liquor license, and to get a license through the regional agencies can be tough. Aha, loopholes. However, a brewer's license is easier to obtain. Pinups and pints type of license is the same one fifth street brew pub lock 27 and several other local breweries hold it allows them to not only brew and serve their own beer but also to serve a full bar of guest beers liquor and wine pinup pale ale conrad's inaugural beer was being primed for release that monday but we sampled an early release it was a solid pale ale <coughs> Ooh, excuse me a good start on a new system and one that will get better as conrad works out the kinks in his system <laughs> kinks If I'm going to have it, I might as well make it good. He explained he plans to do an Oktoberfest as well, offering two beer styles alongside the full bar. Um, Let's see. When asked about the impact the craft beer is having on business, Conrad noted, it's been great. We've been having people come out for the beer. Alicia the bartender noted a similar occurrence. People are interested in the beer. It's It's fun to have more to offer. Now, full disclosure here, I have... Never actually. Um, oh, Jesus Christ! Dennis says, "You know it'd be great." Microbrewery, topless bar, gun range. Oh yeah! You get everything there. Goddamn! I have only shot a gun once in my life at a um, shooting range. Only once. Ah, oh, gotta do it more. It's just a little pricey for me. Um, but um, full disclosure here. I have never in my life been to a strip club, not to a go-go bar, you know, none of that. This would actually be the kind of thing that would um, get me into one, but knowing me, I'd be more there for the beer than the whole cocktease element of it all. I mean, I, I had friends, like, b- back when, um, back after I broke up with my ex, I was still kind of hanging out with her friends and stuff, uh, and I was all guy friends, and... Love these guys. Um, they're all most of them are pretty much married with kids now, but these are the kind of guys that would go to the strip club in the middle of the afternoon. And you know, you don't do it in the middle of the afternoon. No, 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 no. Um, and I'm complete uh, double D's. Double D's in uh, what town was that? Technically, was that still Cedar Knolls? I think might have been cedar knolls it might have been morristown I, I don't know the dividing line there but on fucking ridgedale ave i i don't even remember if it's there anymore i don't think it is anymore but they, they were always fucking going there in middle of the day sometimes in the fucking morning Ah, uh, invited me along but i i never never joined along just it wasn't my thing throwing money at tits and not getting anything really out of it uh but if they had craft beer there if they were brewing their own beer I'd want to go there and try it um <laughs> J5 a white man saying something's pricey I suspect Kevin is a black at heart eh, you know I'm a little cheap I might, might might have a little Jew with me too might a little little bit of Jew little bit little bit I'm a I'm a I'm a black Jew black Jew um uh, trying to think of a good ex- example of that god damn it can't think of any uh black Jews uh oh uh, uh uh Sammy uh Sammy Lee Davis, whatever. Yeah, fuck. I've been drinking too much, God goddamn it. Let me get into the new beer releases and reveals for the week, which I still do not have any kind of stinger bumper, whatever for, but whatever. Um I only have nine minutes left and I don't want to cut into J 5s time because I know J five um is hoping he can broadcast tonight with a uh, proper computer. Hopefully. That uh won't won't blow up on him. First one I got here, this is a little bit different. It is from Stone, but it is Enjoy After IPA. Yes, Enjoy After 10, 31, 15, Brit IPA. Stone is launching a series of Enjoy After beers now. This is the first edition not to be enjoyed until, after the, uh, until the end of October 2015. Uh, cellaring IPAs isn't that common, not typical at all particularly because the hops will break down over time. You lose the bite of an IPA. This one, however, it's being spiked with Brettanomyces wild yeast at the time of bottling, and it's going to add that tart, sour element to it. Um, if you can't resist the urge to open it early, there's actually a date on the bottle indicating the absolute earliest you should open the beer based on when it's finished carbonating in the bottle. So it's still carbonating in the bottle. Oh, J5 has the same shitty computer, just hoping for the best oh good luck man tonight uh oh get get some get some fans blowing on that thing and just maybe run in safe mode i don't know don't don't tax it too hard man uh this one's gonna be 9.5 percent ABV in 25 ounce bottles uh i've heard that we're gonna see these on shelves as early as this october this may be my first genuine experience with cellaring a beer so i'm looking forward to this one provided i can find it out here Uh, Firestone Walker Velvet Merkin 2014 is their heralded barrel-aged oatmeal stout. The blend was chosen from five separate batches, brewed and barreled at different times with an average of one year spent in the barrel. It's got that signature milk chocolate character, but now vanilla notes are more pronounced in this year's vintage. A total of 3,500 cases produced and rolling out in 22-ounce bombers on September 15th. If anybody wants to find me a bottle of this, I'll pay you for it because I've wanted to try this and I, I never see it out here. I got Firestone Walker, but I have never seen Velvet Merkin out here. Uh, let's see, Fordham Brewing Spiced Harvest Ale. Uh, Fordham, I think Fordham and Dominion are basically kind of like partners. So like D- Dominion did that, um, that candy Belgian triple that I had. Um, I know I follow someone on Instagram. They then uh, call it photo, if that makes sense. Uh, so posted this in the chat here: Spiced Harvest Ale, uh, New Fall Seasonal for Fordham, six point six percent ABV, spice forward pumpkin ale. I know some pumpkin ales they're a little more spice backward. Available now on draft and in twelve ounce six packs. Uh, might as well go with another pumpkin beer here. And this one is from Avery Brewing. This is Pumpkin with the K and Y in brackets, and it does not have to do with the jelly. Uh, it's part of Avery's Barrel Age series. Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Age Porter, thus the KY. Brewed with pumpkin and spices, rivals to be uh, determined, but it probably won't fall far behind their release of their other pumpkin beer, the Rum Barrel Age Rumpkin Uh, which is showing up September 28th. This will be in 12-ounce bottles and clocks in at a very sizable 16.25% ABV. Um, I don't know if I... Oh, no, I don't want to go there. What are you doing, Google? Chrome thing? Whatever. I don't know if I have any uh, Big Lebowski fans in the chat tonight, but post this image in here for you. This is from Triple C Brewing. It is called The Dude Imbibes. Uh, They're out of Charlotte, North Carolina. It's an imperial milk stout aged in rum barrels with coffee beans. 22 ounce bottles arriving in October. 9.5% ABV. If you're in the chat, you can see there's a bowling theme and everything with it. So if you're a big Lebowski fan, you'd probably get a kick out of that beer. At least, you know, collect the bottle or something i uh, got a few more here for you before we kick into my time now with J5. Uh, let me make sure I actually tag this properly. A new coffee stout from Sierra Nevada. Uh, Sierra Nevada describes it as a fusion of dark roasted malts and rich cold brewed coffee for layers of bittersweet, fruity, dark chocolate, and caramel-like flavors. It's going to be in 12-ounce bottles and on draft, or it's not certain yet if they're going to be available in six packs by themselves or if it's only going to be available in mixed packs to start um nor when they'll arrive don't know that yet don't know that yet either 6.9 percent abv i'm always game for a good coffee stout probably one of my favorite styles and sierra nevada is pretty easy to find so i will likely be trying this one before long uh if mitch was in the chat i think he would appreciate this but Perhaps him and Sherry are on the way home from work, which I totally understand. And, you know, you got to watch your driving. That's all there is. Uh, This is uh, two new beers from Guinness. Dublin Porter, which has its origins in a 1796 entry in Guinness Brewer's Diaries. It is slightly less alcoholic than normal Guinness at a uh, right sessionable 3.8% ABV. Said to be inspired by the golden age of Porter in the 1880s and to taste sweet and smooth with malt and dark caramel notes oh yeah dennis says if mitch were in the chat if mitch uh are in the chat and country storm says sierra nevada coffee stout need to find that yeah i i will admit i'm not a i i like sierra nevada regular stout um it's not one of my go-to stouts but a sierra nevada coffee stout that could be really really fucking good um The other Guinness beer is a West Indies Porter, which the company says is based on a 1801 diary entry for the first Guinness uh, purposely brewed to maintain its freshness from one end of the world to another. Um, So kind of the same purpose as an IPA, I guess. Uh, It's going to be stronger at a 6% ABV. Uh, Let's see, described as complex, yet mellow, hoppy with notes of toffee and chocolate. Ah, see, Dennis even wants to try it. Aha. Aha. So, gonna have to keep an eye out for that. Both are scheduled to release uh, in less than a month, October 1st. So, keep an eye out for that. And if you see in the chat, um, I'm hoping they keep that style bottle. I, I, I love that, that fucking vintage label look. Um, just Both of them had like a vintage crest on there. It looks really, really cool. I, I, I dig that kind of shit. I don't know, I'm weird with stuff like that. And then the last one I got for you today, Flying Dog, Brewhouse Rarities, Upcoming Releases. These are a bunch that are going to be brewed in the coming year. They're going to be a limited edition, of course. Uh, Mexican Hot Chocolate Stout, Earl Grey, Black Wheat, Sriracha Pale Ale. I will try that one if I find it. Uh, Maybach, Juniper White White IPA, India Pale Lager, Spiced Pear Ale, and Smoked Belgian Stout. That's another one I'm going to want to try. And uh, that's the show for the week. So, as always, if there's a local beer you think I should try, send me an email. Uh, like com. I am always open to beer trades. Um, I always, I always want to try and find good local shit for you guys if I'm going to send stuff out to you. So, you know, I want to make it worth it for you. The ABV beer tasting list, I've added a bunch of stuff there tinyurl.com slash tasting. and you are all free to add stuff on there. Just add yourself a column for your rating. Add in the beer you've had. Or if there's a beer that you've already had that's already in the list, add your rating to it. You can even add comments to it if you want. Check out the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. The Facebook page, facebook.com slash mlr alcohol by volume. My Twitter accounts, at mlr underscore alcohol, at edicius my untapped account alcohol by volume all one word and I think that's it for social media coming up next the glorious the greatest in the world Sir Darkseid J5 with my time now followed by Hiatus and Royce I will see you guys next week That was me